thing for a while. Been in this thing for a while. You don't even know my pain. You can't even match my style. You don't even know this game. Been in this thing for a while. Been in this thing for a while. Been in this thing for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big grudge holder and it's not like a weight that's on my spirit um it's just that once you cross me in a particular way like I'll throw you in the sea of forgetfulness like I don't know you you're I'm not gonna say you're unalive to me but, <laughs> but basically just, you are alive yeah I just don't care about your life anymore but I'm not mad at you I just don't fuck with you I don't know and if that's I, a grudge though I th- in some sense, I think it is. Yeah, that's that's a strong tie to you never coming back over here. Right. That- I feel like grudge. You got to kind of be kind of. I rec- I think it's, it feel like a grudge requires energy. You see what I'm saying? Like I gotta I gotta purposely stay mad now. Like I would say thing- grudge. I think I think a grudge is I think a grudge just needs acknowledgement. The fact that I see this person and the first thing I think of, I don't fuck with you. That's an ingredient. Yeah, I, I I think it's more so that for me because it's not. I don't, it's not, it doesn't take any energy for me not to care about you. It's just as soon as I see you in my mind, ooh, fuck that bitch or nigga. And that's, <laughs> see, it. But that, that's energy, though. Is it? Yeah. If, that's, I, that, you, if, you, if you have to go out your way to say that, then that's energy. you giving it something. Mm-hmm. Well, not go out of your way, though, they're saying. Like, even if it comes across but, but my it, plate, right? Okay. It's not okay, really, I ain't going plate. out of my way to, like, not fuck with this person, however. Right. I run into him at the grocery store or anything. It ain't kiki kaka. It ain't even a pleasurable. Hey, how you doing? Like it ain't even nothing. It ain't nothing like that. It's like I never knew you in my life. Yeah, I can stand with Rachel on that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'd have done oh, that. Oh man, no, I mean definitely got some cutoffs. So like, there's some cutoffs for sure. But I, I, I be, do, I don't know. Do you think that'll ever change for y'all, or you think you're too deep into it? That's just kind of. Because obviously, here's the, here's the important thing. Here's the important thing. Y'all not just doing it just to do it. Obviously, these people, somebody has done something ill or foul to y'all to the point where, you know what? I don't even want your energy around me anymore. It's best for me to just act like I never knew you. You know what? I, I had to really think when we was like going over this topic. I don't even think that I've had, like, I understand the energy that, that Rachel was talking about, but I don't even really think I've had that scenario situation. Like, I, I want to ask I can't, you. I want to ask you about the direct to to Kentucky Kingdom or whatever. Ah, okay. I want to ask you about yeah. that. We, we can get into that. That that that. Okay, we can get into that one. I know you said. I know you said it, it took you a while to even accept responsibility for that. It did. It did take a long time. It took a lot of maturing. Um, but that still, that one too, it wasn't really a reconciliation moment either. Because like he wasn't never upset with me. He was looking at it like shit. As y'all say, like, Lou gonna be Lou. So it was really just a moment of that was my friend anyway. We never fell out of friendship. It's just we didn't, like y'all said, fuck with each other. However, once we, of course, had we running the same friend groups, doing some of the same things as far as just being outside. So we we needed each other in some senses of the word. So 
it wasn't it wasn't never a really reconciliation moment more so than a moment for me just realizing that i was being immature about it now it took a long time for me to be like oh that was my fault versus i did recognize earlier that i'm being immature like nothing gonna be around anyway like we're gonna be cool yeah. with, like eventually at some point but to be uh, adult enough to be like nah, all of that was my fault like all right so let, let me add, i know responsibility. we i know we got to get into the intro and all that but i got a quick question for both of y'all because that just that made me think of something do either one of y'all or either one of you good at apologizing I may not be good at it, but I don't. I don't hesitate to do it. Hmm. I'll quickly tell them if if a motherfucker tell me, "Hey, you made me feel this." I I really like to respect people's feelings, so Hmm. I may not be great at it. It may not come off as, "Hey, man, I I really felt that apology from you," but I will acknowledge. Okay, I didn't mean to do that. Like if that's how you coming off and that's how it made you feel, I'm I'm sorry. I apologize because I'm sensitive. So I I would want somebody to handle me the same way. In all honesty. Full transparency. It depends on our relationship. Mm. Um, because how do you know that I too don't feel slighted? Is there mm. a mutual apology happening, or am I just throwing myself at your feet for some shit that one I really probably don't feel that sorry for, and two, eh, was it warning? Is the, this the a bit. misunderstanding? Like, what's happening here? I but call that the bit. Of course. I was say, I, call, I call that the bishop and juice that. You know, say that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, that's a great. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's a great analogy. Yeah, right nigga, we, we good, uh, nigga. Yeah, yeah sure. All right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, man. As you guys have heard, this is another week in the books. We got guests here this week, man. It's going down. It's going to be a great episode. Shout out to Mo for putting this together. Sure. I'm going to make some introductions. And I'm going to let these people tell you where they're from, what they do, and why they're great. And we're going to get into the conversation of the week, man, which is reconciliation and a, co- a, a couple of current events that I think will spark some good conversation as well. I'll start with you, Miss Rachel. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, I'm, I'm great. I'm glad to have you here. My guy Rich is in the building. Rich, how you feeling? Doing all right, man. I'm, I, hey, listen, let me just say this right now. Uh-huh. I got my two favorite podcasters on the same podcast and I'm recording with. I tell Rachel all the time she's my favorite podcaster. It's like I told you, you, know, you number two. Uh, Mo, you top 100, I swear. Nah, top 100. Man, hey, man, look. Look, it's all right, man. I sit on the, I'll be on the sideline, man. Nah, I'll, Ill joke on the sideline. Nah, side. favorite, produ- favorite producer. Favorite hey. producer, man. Because all it is, I, I, Mo will tell you, man, I've been on the phone with Mo, man, for about 45 minutes to an hour just trying to pick his brain, trying to get my producing game up on me. For real, everything you do, all these shows that you know come together, put so much into it, man. So yeah. I'm excited to be here and have this conversation with y'all. Great yeah. job! And as Rich mentioned, my man Mo, super producer, co-host of this thing, we keep it rolling. Mo, how you feeling today, brother? Man, I'm feeling good, man. Y'all ain't had Fridays this good since Fridays was this good. Seriously, <laughs> and I'm glad to be back. Why? Absolutely, Rich. Rachel, tell us a little bit about you know what y'all do over at Culture Garden and how y'all got into this space, and we'll get into some current events before we do reconciliation. Okay. Rachel, I, you want to get into it? Okay, sure. Uh, Rich and I co-host along with uh, Rich's brother school. Uh, Shout out Caucus. to school, man. <laughs> Shout out to school. Shout out to school for sure. Oh, I, I rock with uh, school too, man. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to school. We have the Culture Garden podcast, which is. A podcast giving its flowers 
um, to all of our actors in mostly black movies, but we do sprinkle a little other things in for a little razzle dazzle. And then we also reach and I co-host the We Got Y'all podcast, which started off as an homage to season five or season five of Insecure. And that is our television feed. So check us out over there. Mm-hmm. Speaking right. speaking of, um, we got y'all. Hey, rap rap shit's coming next month. You know what I mean? Saw the new so, preview come. Well, not preview, but they now yeah the trailer starting. Yeah. Right Absolutely. yeah, so so we will be doing rap shit next month over at We Got Y'all. So we looking forward to that as well. And you guys just did CD4 on Culture Guard, right? Commend commend you guys for that, boy. boy my, I hate that movie. I, 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 I hate. And I gotta and I gotta listen to him because I, I'm not gonna watch the movie, but I'm I gotta listen to him. So I'm I, listening to him tomorrow. Bro, I hate that movie, bro. I think it ties. Uh, I'm not a Chris Rock fan. That that's why I was going. Huh. That was going to tie into a yeah, later I I, I, thing. I, I want to bring up. But what I want to say before we really get into it, let me we talk about flowers. Give flowers to both of them. I've already. You know, I always acknowledge Rich and how much I appreciate him. But Ray P, I I've been listening to y'all. I came across y'all and we got y'all. And okay. y'all were one of the very few podcasts that I was looking for a man and a woman's perspective, especially on a show like that. Y'all remember when the wave of uh what is it, Team Issa or uh was a team? I can't Lawrence. even remember. Lawrence, 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 Lawrence. Yeah. Like that was a big wave. And it wasn't a whole mm-hmm. lot of podcasts with like both perspectives and so i like the way both y'all handled the opposite sex energy you know i I like that the way rich was he was he had a a certain kind of sensitivity without just being overly masculine i felt that you had a little bit of a a little bit of a like a strength along along with the vulnerability where you can under you might side with the nigga sometimes you know what i'm saying so i like y'all balance where i was like y'all kind of really have a perfect harmony so i became a fan from that point and i never revealed this to rich but this is gonna blow your mind here when i created my show role the audio drama series i had two people in mind for a role and when i came across your podcast you were one of the people that i was going to reach out to oh shit i got the oh, shirt shit. i got the shirt on today so we talk about shirts so that's that's yeah. dope man so that's i had live. yeah so i had actually and you rich too so i had you mean Rachel? No, both y'all. Like, I, oh, okay, okay. So I, the original thing, we'll move on. But the original thing that I had was it was I was going to have her to play Robin, and there was another woman on another mm. podcast. The reason I never reached out because when I came to your page, it was private. <laughs> Which, yeah. So I never did. I just I tell, like, I, got, I tell y'all. Yeah, I, tell you, I know. Rachel's, Rachel's, Rachel's friend request is Bane's prison, y'all. I'm yeah. telling you, man. That shit is shit yeah. hard to get out of. Boy, so I just, when I see that, I was like, all right, never mind. I'm going to let it marinate, bro. And so it's it's, it's just a funny thing Wait, how did everything. Did you request her? Did you request her or you just I, I may I may have. I may on my personal. Oh, he's still sitting in the request box, right? Oh, oh, might, might be. There got to be a mutual right. friend. Might be. Jeez. Might be. But nonetheless, um, just just to just to put a bow on what I'm saying is like when I heard y'all voices, y'all I immediately seen some of my characters come to life. I seen like with you, Rich, like a Wayne. I seen it come to life. I was like, oh, that's perfect. I heard her. I heard Robin. I was like, oh, this is perfect. So uh, I had that in mind at one point when I was going to create spinoffs, but just wanted to put that out there. So I respect what y'all do. I I am a fan of you, and you know, you are star as Rich puts it. So. You know, oh my God. yeah, yeah I rock with y'all. I, I, I really quick. listen to y'all. Yeah, 
real quick, I, and we we get rolling into it, man. I definitely appreciate that. Those are incredible words, man. Yeah. Sincerely, thank you for that. Um, obviously, you know how I feel about role, man. I've been asking when the new season coming for, for a minute. I know you. I know the format is going to be a little different, so mm-hmm. we'll get into that. But just want to touch on one thing with Ray P. I appreciate the fact that you said our chemistry, just because like that's my dog. Like you feel me? Like, that's my. I've known her for eighteen years. Like I always tell people, man, the best people I know in my life are black women. Mm-hmm. And she's one of those people. Yeah, they'll bring. You know I'm saying black women, black women are the hey. backbone. I know this is a, hey, a sure conversation. Yeah, always, always, man, always. They ain't Thanks. never even got to worry about it. Thanks. Like even the small shit. I'll tell you a quick little story. Small shit. I remember being at the Scissor concert. Right, the merch line was crazy. I was trying to get some merch. Shit, I wore a Scissor shirt on Good Earnings last week. Matter of fact, the merch line was crazy. Trying to cut, you know what I'm saying? Just do some my smooth talk shit. There's two niggas right there. Hey man, let me slide into you. Da-da-da-da. Ah nah, man, I don't da-da-da. Couple black women right behind. Hey, you cool if I, you know, I slide you 25 and you you good? Come on. Like, completely cool, man. Black women so dope. Yeah, come on. And Ray my dog, man. So that chemistry yeah. is always there. So yeah, yeah. I, Told you my favorite podcast. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm about to cry. I love you. Uh send me the Instagram thing. And I'll see if I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just add you. Myself. Okay. I, got, I, I got access. I got access. Thank you. Yeah, rolling. Uh, I'm rolling. Uh, All right, man. As we mentioned before, this is another week in the books, man. The purpose of this podcast is so black men more comfortable having conversations that they usually don't. Me and Mo open the door to make sure that you guys out there having these same conversations with the people that you love, the black men in your life. Current events. We got a couple of things this week. A couple of things were jumping off the meter in the side guys. One was Mikey Williams. I know Mo didn't bring this to the table. So I want to talk to you, Rich. Mikey yeah. Williams was a recent, uh, well, not recent. He was a high school phenom. Uh, very, very popular in high school. Went through some troubles and had to go to what? Eastern Michigan, I want to say, right? No, no, no. That's Imani Bates. That's Imani Bates. Okay, so that's not yeah. He's he in the league now. Mikey Williams is, and we don't really even have to cover this one because um, I know we got a lot of other things we want to get to today. But it is an interesting topic. I think that's actually a conversation that could be had on another chapter, just about our responsibility to the youth and making sure we proper OGs out here. Um, just a quick background without getting to the full story. Mikey Williams was probably like one of those later Instagram basketball stars, like that first wave of them. Not the mixtape unit, as you remember, people like Austin Rivers and Ben Simmons. I'm talking about like Instagram, they have all these followers. Mikey was the first high school athlete to sign a shoe deal with Puma. Um, And super talented, supposed to be a freshman right now at the University of Memphis. He's actually enrolled, supposed to be playing with Penny. He caught a gun charge. He's facing 28 years. And he's incredibly talented, NBA talented, but he's sitting in the wings of the judge in the court. And I always wonder, how does somebody like that get there? You know, we always hear about the hood always protect the stars. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's one of the ones he's going to make it. He they got something to, to do. That they used to. Yeah, I feel that's like a this new generation, though. And, and that's a good conversation to have, too, Rich. The old, the influence that you should have as an OG. That's definitely a good conversation. That shouldn't happen, man. He's there's no there's no reason why he should be in that position right now. You know what I mean? And I don't know how much of that is him trying to be tough. I know people said that you guys had a John Moran conversation uh, some chapters back. I don't know how much of that is, but I think that's something to dive into on its own chapter. Um, have it a is. further conversation about. Uh, but I know there's a couple like other current events um, that we had posted. 
That's I the like that. that um, Gilly was talking to. Yep. In the clips him that have been online. Okay. Him and Wallow was talking to him. Yep. Um, not funny, but Mason Cam covered this as well. And we're talking Boom. about <laughs> Michael. It ain't Gilly. funny, like you said. But it's not funny, but it shows where we are with the generation pretty much. Um, in his Instagram quote, Mikey Williams quoted Rollo. Rollo is now locked up on trafficking charges for weed. So Mason Cam were kind of making fun of him picking that person to quote facing 28 years. And May said, and I quote, Oh, he going to jail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the quote. But again, that's the quote. And that's on Mace. That's not how we feel over here at another week in the books, but we did want to address it, man. Other things happened out here. We all as content creators, this is something that I feel like that we all could get into. It's my next topic here. It had to do with an interview put on by Funny Marco. Y'all familiar with Funny Marco, right? Yes. Yeah. Y'all, everybody hey. familiar. Yeah. I yeah. want to. This interview style that Funny Marco does. Are y'all familiar with Between Two Ferns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No. Originated it. Okay. Go ahead. Zach Galifianakis um, from Hangover. Yeah, from Hangover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen some clips of that, but like, yeah, fun, Funny yep. Marco. You know, yeah, he he, he barbecued him. But. Well, maybe. I think you should look at uh, between two ferns a little bit, nah, like because he got some heat on there. Nah, he got but, some heat. I see some clips. Yeah, but what I will say is, Zach, this is pretty much where this uh, this interview style originated. Yeah, like that type of awkward, you know, making the guests feel awkward. So mm-hmm. even with Zach, he had people like Brad Pitt, Barack was on there, Matthew McConaughey, was all the big stars going in. They know what type of interview this is going to be. Like it's not a surprise to them, right? So, with Funny Marco having this style, Southside and G Herbo, Southside the producer, G Herbo the rapper, they came, they did Funny Marco's interview, whose style is similar to Zach's in between two ferns. It's awkward, says crazy stuff. G Herbo and Southside were getting a lot of backlash because of how they treated Funny Marco. At one point, G Herbo threw a cup at him. They were really excluding him from the conversations. They were talking real greasy to him. Some people were saying they were out of line. My opinion is that they were matching the energy of what they thought they was going to receive from Funny Marco because that's how he usually does his interviews. They just took it a little too far. My question to you guys as content creators is what do you guys think about their actions on his show? Was it too much? Was it in line with what he usually does? Did it make everything awkward? Do you agree with it? Everything above? Who wants first stab at it? Rachel Reddy. Oh, Rachel, no. ready? Let's go, Rachel. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> First off, I I know who G Herbo is, but one I don't even really know who Southside is for you to even get this, this interview. So there's do that Southside like that though. He he, he pretty, he's a producer. He, pretty, <laughs> he uh, is he's a he's a very popular producer. Oh okay. Who's this baby mama? Is it, is it the oh that's courageous? Yeah, yeah, that's Korean. Oh, okay, see, I still don't know who that is, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's at the right. She's at the right place. Yes, (laughs) we we in the same age group. That's what that means. Yeah. How how do you again? If you don't mind me asking, I'm thirty six. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm thirty six. Um, the whole one. I don't really like. I liked uh, between two ferns because I like Zach Galifianakis. But I don't like that awkward energy because it's weird and it doesn't always translate well. And I think that you have to have a particular skill for it to really work. 
that's the first thing um the second i felt like it was extra from the clips that i've seen because if you're coming to my show yes i'm anticipating maybe some awkward conversation you maybe low-key should know me just a little bit i think you could give him that but i think that they saw offset do bobby antonoff's show again something i don't care another, about yeah another step um, and wanted to have that sort of viral moment and wanted people to be like oh yeah they did they did funny marco how offset did homegirl and so i think that they took it a little too far like he said that they broke his thirty thousand dollar watch like why are you doing all of that we're sitting mm-hmm. here my antics don't do none of that i might make you uncomfortable it might be awkward but i'm not damaging property i'm not in the lowest of keys assaulting you like what the fuck are we talking about here after the fact he said he basically was uncomfortable and i don't know enough about funny marco are you a nigga's nigga are you a hood nigga's hood nigga like i don't know (laughs) it felt like maybe not and so again here's all this extra aggression dare i say for some niggas that ain't really my kind of niggas anyway Mm, and mm. now i have to do this and content over everything i have to put this out even though did you really so i can control the narrative but yeah i didn't love it it was very weird to me mm. like y'all lame like, loki you hit on a couple <laughs> key things there yeah. one of the most important things i think you hit on ray p was like there's different it's different variations of niggas man so yeah. their their understanding of what we're doing here versus marco's understanding of what we're doing here was probably a lot different and that's where you get the awkward interaction marco what say you i was gonna let it brew (laughs) because you know i get on my soapbox and you know i get passionate i want to hear this what this for that's what this topic is for your soapbox pull it out all right so (laughs) so oh man as ray would say compelling content right so (laughs) coe yeah so me and my yeah, wife been watching be this here. yeah so we've been watching it like we not that but we've been watching like some of his stuff it's been some really good ones like like orlando brown duval uh michael blackson we've watched a, quite a few of them like we're getting good laughs because he just reminds you like a class clown they just be doing the most like but he's actually a smart dude because i believe that it does take a certain intelligence to to be funny like i, I don't think yeah. you can just you know what I mean? I mean, there's the Carlos Millers, that, that hood funny where you can, you just naturally, but for the most part, uh, creative way of navigating towards the joke, you have to have certain kind of intelligence. With, with this situation. Hey, why it, you gonna do Carlos like that though? Like, why he ain't got no intelligence with his No, Carlos is intelligent. I just don't think his okay. humor is. I don't think his humor is. That's all. Yeah, that's it. But I like Carlos Miller. Like, I, I love I Carlos, with, man. I, I, would I would kick it with Carlos. I would kick it with Carlos. He nails it. Like the black experience, he nails it. I just don't think that it's intentional. It has a lot of intentionalness to it when he's presenting it. But that's my opinion. I could be wrong. Uh, But when I seen this, we actually was, we actually watched the whole build up and things was going pretty cool. My problem with this situation is pre production, bro. Mm -hmm. Pre production. First and foremost, when people come to the show, do they know what this is? We have conversations before we air. Yeah. This that's my problem. So if you're trying to create 
content over everything and trying to have this certain level of authenticity. So I, I'm not going to let you in on the loop. I'm just going to make sure you're good, you're cool. This is kind of what it is, but I'm not going to give you the whole thing. Then you get this type of behavior. If you loop them in, because I imagine he had the baby on there. And we had the baby on there. You know, it looked like, you know, the baby, he got that look like, I don't know how he about to act. But the whole thing went smooth. He did the awkward stuff the whole time. And the baby at moment, he was joking with him, like making pictures and all kind of stuff. But the baby handled it well. Hood nigga, nigga murder. You know what I mean? We know the baby. So I, I don't know how much of pre-production was put into this. But what bothers me the most about the whole situation is it's like, I, I'm tired of like us being in the media and it's always like it's like this it's like blacks can't we can't like we can't do we can't be great bro we gotta have this like dirtball hood nigga like I don't I just don't like when we in the light like that bro like I don't even think he should have had him up there to be honest like that's this you're not the type of dude I'm gonna have on like I'm gonna be all the way real when I seen all them tats on your face that is a telling thing for me Period. Because if a person is tatted up like that, I don't know how much you care about life. So you dang sure don't care about me, bro. I'm probably scared of you. Oh, I told that. I, 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 I am scared. Wild, bro. I am it's scared. Wild. A lot of that was wild. I nah, bro. Nah, bro. Well, think about. I it. mean, in my opinion, like, uh, like from so just even to address the tats on her face, he's a famous producer. Like he has plenty of money. Like I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm not going to do business or deal with him because he got tattoos on his face he ain't got to go clock in in corporate america you know what i mean he don't have the same things that we have to do um and two g herbo i follow i'm pretty familiar with his personality i'm not so much south side but i'm pretty sure that they understand how this show works i think they just overdid it but with that being said, overdoing it, got Party Marco like that, that video had a million views, three days. Yeah, that's what crazy. he do. That was crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's what he do. People are talking about him now. People who've never watched the Funny Marco interview, they're gonna go watch it because you had the guy with the tattoos on his face as you heard. Of course, they went a little overboard, but and nowadays, content over everything, like that's what he was looking for. That's why he put it out. So. I, I'm not really sure that I agree with you in the sense of I wouldn't even deal with those dudes because I cast them as street niggas and I'm not a street nigga. Um, that's where I'm not. I'm not at that level of content creating because y'all got me fucked up. Like, wouldn't let oh, that yeah. shit happen to me though. Like, y'all not. We're not throwing cups. Couldn't we're be not, me not, though. Yeah, that's what, we're not throwing cups. We're not calling niggas out their names. We're not doing none of that. I don't know y'all like that. I don't play like that. Like that's. That's the first thing I thought when. Well, the first thing I thought was I. I don't know how much is this is supposed to be happening. You know, I don't know how much Marco was in on the joke. I know it's his show, but it seems like they're going a little bit overboard, and they talking to him a little crazy. And I think it got to a point where he was. Anytime a nigga shrinks, like you know, you got. You know, you ain't gonna have to be shrinking on my own show. Oh, I definitely shrink. Yeah. Nah, I'm. You know what I mean? So I, I. I don't know, man. It, it's. I just think it was definitely. O, it was definitely OD. It was definitely OD, man. And it was Wars. just the I, the, the. I guess the main thing is, what's the purpose? Like, I don't care about this. Like, I don't. I don't. That does nothing for me. I think if you ask Southside and G Herbo, they would think that they did a good job, because again, I think that they different niggas from him. And in pre-production, as you mentioned, Mo, it was probably said, "Hey, man, have fun with this. Y'all know how I do my interviews." And I just think that they went a little overboard. 
I, I don't think they went so overboard to the sense of well we got to be like damn i'm embarrassed by this it's a black person or they shouldn't have them on the show i don't think that there was that much overboard uh but i do think the funny marco was not expecting because he's not that type of nigga them to do that much and i can't blame him or them for that i think it was just good content bro the white Thanks dude that does this version of this Zach Galifianakis yes. Somebody Has somebody tried to put their hands on him Or start embarrassing and going crazy Getting physical with him uh, uh, Brad Pitt spit it's on fake. I think it was yeah, CGI though yeah, I think it was yeah, CGI like, Okay He got real pissed off on Between Two Ferns too All like, right, White people any, do this like Yeah but did anybody take it there though Yeah it was some people that were mad for real They got physical with him what? Slapping what? property off physical? of him Slapping property uh, off of him Throwing things at them that empty cup Again some niggas play like that <laughs> I that's don't my, That's my problem I don't play I'm like running that. a business bro yeah, I, but you No I'm this running business, This is what I be hating I'm You're like, telling me that this business is set up this type of way right My interpretation of that As a different nigga from you is like Oh okay we can do this We can do that And yeah it may have went too far But I don't think that they were trying I don't think that they were purposely trying to disrespect him I'll say that Bro, I, I, have I think a they were in the parameters of what he told them. Southside was cool until G Herbo came. Mm-hmm. That's G Herbo came. Too. Southside yeah, just yeah, he, he he just turned up with him like, oh okay, my, my guy here, let's just get to it. But he was cool up until that. I just I get it. Whatever. Maybe it was all a part of Shuck. Maybe it's all a rollout. We always talk about that. My problem is just I just get I don't want I don't want I'm tired of us getting hot off of what that off of something that's not really cool. I'm sick of that. We getting hot off of like horror culture, like we getting hot off of. I'm just tired of us getting hot off of like things that are not actually dope. That's my problem, bro. I just that's that's my problem. Like I, I I'm gonna keep. That's why I don't rock with a lot of rap now. That's why I don't rock with a lot of things. It's like we 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 say this is dope. Why? How's this benefiting us? What? Why it's is this cool? Content. It's compelling. What's? All right, man. Like compelling. Well, uh, just because you don't like it, mode don't mean it ain't compelling, bro. What's dope like about it? Like, just not be to the taste of it. It's content over everything. Like, this is what people are doing nowadays. I'm not saying that I'm a big fan of yeah. it, but if a million people watch it in three days, something is right about it. Or at least in this society, something is beneficial from it. I won't say right. Right is the wrong <laughs> word. But some, like somebody getting something from it, a million views in three days, like... He probably would go through that again just because, I mean, that's that's the type of time niggas be on nowadays. We just seen a nigga shoot up. Well, we just seen a nigga put a tripod up at Target and bag himself into a car and check out in a video scene. We just seen a bitchy 37 oysters and put that content up. We just seen a girl that wouldn't get out of a car from Cheesecake Factory. This is what people do nowadays. So if Funny Marco can do this and get a million views and get paid from it, what's the issue with it? I think all of those people are insane. I agree with you that too, Rachel. <laughs> I, I, I can be on both sides here. Those people are insane. I agree with you 100%. I had to look up how old uh, Southside was. Like mid interview, I was like, how old is he? He's like 30 years old, right? He's 34. 30 years. Okay, I, I knew he oh, wasn't damn, too man. much. I was like, he probably somewhere between 28 and I knew he wasn't too much. Like, yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I, I don't know. He sound like get off my lawn. Who me? I'm definitely get off my lawn. I'm definitely get off my lawn. I'm embracing. I am. I am embracing my grumpy old manism. Like I'm embracing because I'm like, I'm not about. I can't fake it, bro. Like, oh man, I think the new everything is dope. I think, nah, I think some stuff is dope. But I'm, I'm that guy, and I don't care. You the youngest one here. 
I'm going to uh-huh. ask a question. I got to step away for a second to go grab some food from Uber Eats, but I do. I'm, I'm still listening. I got my headphones. I'm going to ask a question for you, Mo, and I leave it to the room for you guys to discuss. <laughs> right. I'll be right back. Yeah. But as the content creator, how do you feel like that you can be successful if that's the attitude that you have, if that's what everybody is doing to be successful? And okay. I'm not walking away. I'm listening. Yeah, go do your thing. Um, I just think that when we talk about success, it's like, you got to be willing to be flexible and you got to have some level of compromise. But I don't think that you necessarily compromise your foundation in which you were brought up and who you are, your character. I'm just not willing to compromise my character for a bag. Like y'all, y'all, anybody can listen. Anybody that's listened to another week in the books, y'all already know how I give it up when it comes to money. Like y'all, you're not going to move me with all oh, dollar amount. I'm going to start looking like a clown. I'm going to start doing goofy stuff. If I never had it, I can't miss it. So I, I ain't tripping about it like that. That's me. Time is more valuable than anything. And the time that I have here is what I care about the most. So for me, when you talk about success, it's about having a good product and staying consistent. And when the stars align, hoping that it lands in the right hands or the right ears or the right eyes to see and say, hey, I could get behind this and I'm willing to fund this and so on and so forth. So for me, it's about a good product, a great product, to be honest, and consistency. That's what I look at. I get what he's doing by any means. That's that's y'all rap, whatever. That's what y'all doing. Do it, but I ain't with it. What would be brown? That means having integrity. Yes. And I think that that is. I mean, we can talk about setting on business. That's the thing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't have it. And to your point about money not moving you, money moves so many you know what I'm saying and this is so crazy but and praise this <laughs> Quavo says something to Chloe like I don't deal with desperate people because you would do anything and I think that's what we're seeing so much in society is a, put, a bunch of people so desperate to go viral so desperate for fame so desperate for money that you will just do any and everything and accept any and everything just for the sake of that dollar and why man integrity your source what you stand on it matters and a lot of people are not solid in their foundation and just want to have what's next they just want that fame so it's like whatever I'll let you disrespect me I'll disrespect you and myself we got a million views though. That shit's lit. <laughs> yeah, that part. That's wild. It's sad. Yeah, I mean, to... go ahead, Rich man. No, I was gonna say I, I agree one hundred percent. That's just what it is. That's where we are with it. You know, you have a very. Uh, uh, I was thinking about brown sugar, man. Renan Ten versus Cab and Dre. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, as far as that, me, that integrity. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be the person that's selling out or doing something that I'm not even truly in love with just for the sake of fame, popularity, or getting yeah. my shit off the ground. I don't know, man. Is there is there a middle ground? Is there that compromise, like you say, as far as, you know what? I know the content is good. I know it's pure. Like, is it, is it that J. Cole? Um, what's the single? You know, I know the, the Let Nas Down song, but the workout. Is it the J. Oh, the Cole workout? workout? Yeah. You know? Ho said, what well, Ho say, man? I can't help the poor if I'm one of them. So I got yeah. Rich and Gay back to me. That's the win-win. That's the yeah. win-win. No, you know I what I mean? That's the win-win. So yeah. if I gotta if I gotta do some shit that I'm not comfortable with just to make it to this point, because I know once I get there, it's up. It's up. Yeah. Am yeah. I willing to sacrifice a little bit of my character 
to get to that point and then revert back to who I am? Or is it too late? Once you do it, are people going to so expect that, that from? Okay, so then that's the question, Rich. All right, I, you know what? I almost feel like Ray should set up the question because you know him better than I do. But like you know his character, right? And let's just put it in a way where it's like okay there's a little change in rich's movement right i can't come up with it yet but you know i'm a little longer so maybe you can kind of fit something that if they're asking okay we like what y'all doing at culture guarding uh rich we see that you're kind of leading leading in that podcast but we need you to do something specifically and we're going to offer you this type of deal for your podcast i don't know what it would be that could be like it's not a whole 180 but it's a slight variant from what rich is comfortable with doing what would that thing be you think oh i i don't know because he's such a solid i don't want to say middle of the road but like if you know him you know him and that's really it he's not a beat around the bush he's not gonna give you something else you've grown and involved over these 18 years but the rich that i met at 18 crossings is the same character wise that i know right Mm -hmm. now so i want to say you're not gonna let that slide i I don't know i don't okay what if they tell you you got to be clean like you got to be clean what you mean clean clean like don't cuss yeah you're like blue they say, "Hey, we love your show and everything, but we we're trying to we're trying to pick towards the family. We think Culture Garden would be great, but you guys' language is it's just too out of there. We need you to you clean it up. We want to make sure we can play it on radio if we need to play clips." I would tr- I would try it if it meant that the show was still the show. Like I'm not I'm not above trying it, but if it don't feel right, it ain't right. That's the one thing about we got y'all about Culture Garden. We are ourselves. We're really giving our opinions on these movies. It feels like, um, you know, we in the living room talking about it. Are we playing one of them card games on game night? You're just having, you know, a trivia night or some shit. Like, that's part of it. So there's part of me that always thinks that what's meant for me is always going to be meant for me. What's meant for us is meant for us. So it's not, I don't have to necessarily compromise. Like, the product, if you're interested in it, then you're not the only one. Yeah. So I'm going to get one of these motherfuckers that let me cuss. We're going to run that, a bag up. That's all I'm saying. So all well, of this in the difference. The Go ahead. The difference. The difference is, this is what Funny Marco does. They just happen to overdo it in this particular instance. Mm-hmm. I, I I get what you're saying about changing and chasing the bag and everything ain't about a billion views. I heard that rates like I, I get that. I totally understand that. I just think in this specific scenario, and the bigger issue is people just wanting to be. PC culture all online with social media and police everything and have an opinion on everything that they don't know a lot about. With funny Marco scenario, bro, this is what he does. Mm-hmm. They just happen to overdo it. They just happen to be some niggas that came in and they overdid it. It was a little bit too much, my nigga. Y'all doing too much. Unfortunately, funny Marco ain't the type of nigga that could tell them that. Like, he didn't feel comfortable telling them, hey, hey, bro, like hey, you, you're doing a lot, my nigga. Like. Yeah, I know what I told y'all, but throwing cups and, and fucking up watch like that ain't what we here for. I know I told y'all to be funny. See, funny Marco just didn't have that type of authority in that room. And that was the problem. I, I, I don't think that he sold out. I don't think that he's doing this just for the views. I do authentically think that this is him. Mm-hmm. I just think that these dudes, they was just doing a little too much. Maybe they was drunk. 
maybe they had a misconception of who he was and how mm -hmm. he was able to fire back at them mm -hmm. but i just think that they did too much and the misconception among social media and people out there is like oh they were disrespectful they were trying to be degrading to him oh they don't i don't think that was the case i think that they want to see him successful otherwise they wouldn't agree to do the interview it's hard to book interviews in this business like i've been doing this for a long time it's hard to get people to agree to hey man i'm gonna sit down and talk to you for 35 45 minutes so for them to even say even though funny marco is popular i'm gonna sit here and do this interview with you it's a lot of niggas that can't get south side as you hear about interviews i feel like they agreed to it because they knew what he did they just overdid it. I, I agree i, I mean everything you, was you, cool you, other than the, you ain't gonna talk to me like that yeah no yeah <laughs> exactly. i'm just saying, thinking about it right now i'm thinking about it right now i will I, just real quick i guess this is probably the last thing i say about it i do think it's very important if you are in this space man don't you control your show Exactly. You know what I mean? Like even I'll use school as an example. School just launched his podcast, man. Shout out to him. School's guilty pleasures. You know, and I'm all about empowerment, man. I don't it's not it's bigger than me. I'm all about empowerment. Rachel will tell you that. Like I'm I'm always cheering for Rachel. Go. Like I do your thing. Like you a star. Grow, do everything you need to, spread your wings. Um but I had a conversation with him and I was, you know, he was we were setting up the first episode. And talking about scheduling and time, and I'm like, it's cool. Like, this is your shit, bro. Like, you tell me what to do. You know what I mean? You control this. And anybody else who comes in, obviously, That's you give important. them the proper respect to let them know what's going on, what the format is. You know, give them dates. Don't pop up on last minute with shit. But also, nobody's going to tell you how to run your show, including me, including anybody. I said, so I think That's, that's a real important thing. Because if you know you're not that type of nigga, because you got it, all right, it goes a, a long list of ways. If you don't know what type of nigga Southside and G Herbo are, that means you ain't doing your homework. That means you're probably failing at the show, which we know he's not failing at the show. Mm -hmm. If you know you're not that type of nigga to stand up, if things did get out of hand with them, then you need to have somebody on set who will yes. or really make this a firm thing. Or you can do like he did. And this show helps me with that, man. Another week in the books helped me with this, looking at things from other people's perspective. I'm so quick to say, y'all got me fucked up without thinking, like, I'm not like Marco. So what do I expect for him? How do I expect for him to react? Just like he did. Like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm not saying nothing. I just want this to be over and not get physically abused. Yeah. Like, I don't want this to go too far left. That's probably what he was thinking. So I got to give him a little grace because mm. he's not like that. He's like hey, a, he just he like a hood dude. He got to be able to be. Yeah, he's like a hood dude that was like a yeah. class clown. That's how he come off to me. Like, he's just that hood dude yeah, you funny. had in your class. Yeah, that you're Like, this dude funny, but he actually passing, though, in the class. He used like, to. <laughs> he used to do this with bums on the street before yeah. he started booking guests. Yeah. yeah, like he used to do this with people like just randomly bums, like just people that were outside. I think calling people outside point, bums is crazy. <laughs> nah, that nah, they were for real deal bums. That's oh, I thought these like were regular that. people. Like I've seen nah, them. No, 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 no. Oh, nah, yeah, bum I ain't bums. doing no Joe Budget. No, bums oh, okay. like for real deal, oh, real like bums. Okay. Atlanta homeless people. Like, that's, oh, okay. That's how he got his start. Like people, he would go viral from I didn't know talking to homeless people. Yeah, he would go viral from talking to homeless people. That's why he dressed like that. He dressed I like a that, bum, man. then go talk to like bums and stuff like that. And they like would do crazy stuff. And he would be at like with them as he is in the interview one of the most important things i think you said rich there and what i would like to if i could give a word of advice to any content creator that is listening to this is you're right you control your show like if you can't do it then have somebody there that can but that's the most important part it don't matter if it's 
like Dame Dash to it don't matter if it's G Herbo and Southside like whoever you're talking to set the standard for what you're looking for and then go from there they disrespect that then cut the interview or whatever it may be but it, in all my years of doing this that was that's probably the best piece of advice that I've heard and, and that I would live by like you control this like so if you're talking to an interviewer do, do pre-production make them understand what this is and, and let's not go too far my nigga <laughs> like, yeah, nah, straight up with me. I didn't just real quick before we move on. I didn't know that that's how we started. That's one of my yeah. I, that's one of my pet peeves, man. Littering is a big one, and people were talking to the unhoused in any fashion, whether you're recording, giving them food or money, whether you just I don't know what the interviews were about for context, so I don't know what it was. I don't nah, want to be too harsh, but no, nah, you're right. Yeah, like for what I hate that. Just get somebody on the street and be disrespectful. I don't yeah, know. That's just was, a so that's a, I'm about to have a mo soapbox like, moment. He was definitely talking to the like the underprivileged and like yeah, yeah like doing doing the most. He was yeah. doing okay full circle moment. He was doing what G Herbo and Southside were doing to him to homeless people. Ooh. Wait, in the dirt you get dirty. That's how it was. That'd be good for the gander. Right, exactly. That, that now now I'm glad that you said that. If you go back and look at some of his old videos, that's exactly what he was giving with the people that he was talking to before he got famous. So oh. way in the dirt you get dirty. Full circle. That's how it happens. All right, man. Next in the zeitgeist, uh, what we do to feed the the timeline and let people know that we're up on current events. Mo, we are revisiting mm-hmm. Shada Pinkett Shakur. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Yo, excuse me, I'm sorry. Look at him. That's I'm a sorry. podcaster right there, boy. He been doing this a long Shada time, Pinkett. boy. Been in this thing for Shada a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. We're reviewing, recontextualizing, as Mo said in the notes here, man. The Oscar slap with Chris Rock and Will. After the new information that we've gotten over the last couple weeks, man, if y'all ain't been paying attention, Jada been wilding. Yeah, she's trying boy. to sell that book. She's selling that book, bro. Yeah, something. Uh, Mo. Yeah. What made you come up with this and, and just give me your lead in on it? Shouts out to the Mallory Bros. I'm an avid listener to them. They they have my humor. I talk about them all the time on here, but they also do like reaction videos and stuff. But like they twins, they have a really great podcast. I really enjoyed. They were talking about it and it spawned. I said, you know what? I wanna I wanna get in on that conversation because they were reading, I don't know, I think an excerpt from her book saying that Will and Jada had been, you know, pretty much like separated since like 2016. Um and so there were, I guess there was some point where Chris Rock had pursued her, like trying to ask her out on a date. And he, and she was like, kind of like, like, what do you mean? And she, he was like, oh, I thought you and Will were getting a divorce. And so, you know, later on, they decided that they were going to stay married, even though they want to do their own thing. So then everything kind of changes with the August Alcina thing. When we look at it now, everything changes with the Red Table Talk. When we look at it now and everything changes with the Oscar slap when we look at it now. What we 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 you know, we thought fat meat wasn't greasy in the words of Spike Lou. So now we find out <laughs> differently. So I said now the whole context of every all of these events since 2016 changes everything. And I actually listened to the whole audiobook of Will's book Will. And I think he even said that in there. You know, at some point, I mean, I kind of, I didn't make much of it. I didn't even trip about it because they always seemed like they was like. A he said what? What he I said? think he he said that like 
Jada needed to go her own way to kind of figure out some things herself. And and Will kind of had um he had some issues kind of growing up as far as like how his he he watched his father put his hands on his mother and kind of how he felt like he couldn't protect her and kind of how he felt growing up and then even getting in relationships how things may have happened in the, with Willow and then th- as far as like wanting to protect her and then even Jada wanting to protect her and so he had this this consciousness of I, every woman that I'm having my life I can't protect them so that context always that even filled more of the Oscar slap for me because now it made sense like putting that book out like kind of a little bit after but it was already done it made so much sense to me so I wanted to see what y'all thought about knowing the fact that okay this is my wife but we're not together we're doing our own thing and all of these events transpire I wanted to see what y'all thoughts were on now looking at their relationship as far as now it's almost a friendship and how they're doing things differently in this this era and also all of the actions that have occurred afterwards with that context whoever want to go for it go for it no all that shit anyway man. i will let anybody take this before me <laughs> well i'll just i'll just jump in ladies first ladies yeah. first yeah um, absolutely. okay so we learned recently that chris rock tried to holler at jada amidst divorce rumors he had tried to holler at her in the 90s and she turned him down. So this request in the middle of she and Will maybe or maybe not getting divorced, that was not his first attempt. He's been talking shit about her since the 90s. So whether we're together or not, she and Will essentially are best friends. They've been quote unquote swingers in the black rumor mill media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forever, we all as a child, quote unquote, we knew that they allegedly were swinging. Like that's been the rumor in Hollywood. So when she was with August, now I do have very serious thoughts on that because side eye, that's your child's friend. Weird. Um, <clears throat> her being with somebody else was not a huge thing because the rumor has been that they swing there was a whole ig page dedicated to will and margot robbie he is that who he was allegedly oh yeah in love with? Oh, oh yeah when they was filming focus, doing the focus. Yeah. and oh, and suicide squad yeah they were a Damn, will was in school squad yeah yeah because okay. uh it was funny when we did our not to get too hard we did our focus episode Margot Robbie, her mom taught Will Smith how to swim. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a white <laughs> woman teaching a black man yeah, how to I swim said, is. Oh, I said, I said, the, well, that's I, said crazy. I said the same thing. I said the same exact <laughs> thing, y'all. That shit just make me feel well, crazy. I think I specifically asked. Hey, you can't have no like, wife if somebody teaches you how to swim, though. Like, your wife got to be there. I ain't even gonna hold you like your wife gotta be there. It's crazy, bro. When Will <laughs> made his Instagram debut, this nigga was from sea to shine and sea. He was all over the world doing whatever the fuck it was that he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He's had the career, he's had everything. 
He's not denied himself any pleasure in this life, allegedly. Why? Other than pleasing Jada. <laughs> well, has he denied himself that, or does he have the inability to do that? Jada mm. is a different kind of woman. She is, yeah. Are certain everybody ate for everybody no matter how you want to swing it every type of woman is not for every type of man you just i don't want to say ain't dicky enough but that's what i feel in my spirit yeah wait wait, wait what's that what's the term? can we get that again ain't dicky enough like little dicky the rapper is that some Cincinnati shit what like what is ain't dicky enough i'm from toledo oh, okay no, excuse me like Gotcha. You throw it over your shoulder like a continental soldier. Like, are you? Do you have that kind of swag? Do you have big dick energy? Like, are you that nigga? Can you do some shit that that nigga can't do? Like, it's a difference. And when you have that, and when you don't have that, it's a different kind of woman that you with. And that's just is is consider. Willow wrote Tupac who she'd never even fucking met. He was dead long before she came into this world. A letter like, I wish you were alive so my mom could be happy. Will and Jada been fucked up for forever. <laughs> like this is some crazy shit. I wish you would leave us alone. Now I do. But I'm not mad at her getting her truth out because I feel like Will has done some foul ass shit. Mm -hmm. And we have all of this vitriol towards her because it is annoying and it is slightly disrespectful because even though we know about Margot Robbie and whomever else, he kept that shit low. She's publicized her outside affairs. She's publicized her desire or relationship with Pac, with whomever like you're telling us versus people building stories and putting it together and society hates free black women so there's there's all of that (laughs) in the midst of all of this Will is cheering her on yes babe get your truth out you're my best friend. I love that for you. This is making you happy. That's what's up. You go, girl. Speak that shit. He's not mad. And when we look at that infamous red table scene with him, bloodshot eyes, I think that he was hurt. Again, if I get my lick back, you can't determine how I get my lick back. It is what it is. Again, what's good for the goop? <laughs> Damn sure, better be good for the gander. She's right. (laughs) I think it was because all of this is now public and will, despite whatever rumors, has had a pristine image. And now, because of your foolishness, my image is being tainted. Now I'm lightweight embarrassed by the foolishness, by the bullshit, the slap. We, even though we're not divorced or we're not married, we still share a life. You're still the mother of my children. I still love you very deeply, whether I'm in love with you or not. Motherfucker, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. And I don't fuck with you, Chris Rock, anyway. You been trying to get my bitch, nigga, fuck you. And you ain't a brother, I'll slap you again. Are you fucking crazy? This is why she's here, y'all. This is why she's here. Trapaholics. (laughs) 
And now Chris is like, I want her to keep, what did he say recently? Like, I don't want to be talked about. I want her not to discuss me. This and the third. But you've been talking about Jada for 30 years. Bro, you did a whole stand-up just recently. Come on. Talk about the slap. Talking about your mama raised you better, did she? Because you let white people say nigga. (laughs) I love this energy. Oh, yes. This is why you're here, right? This is exactly why this is exactly what I was talking about. I so see yeah, this. That's what I say, guys. What, what, else, what, what else can you say Thank outside you. of that? I ain't got nothing else to say. Here's what I want to say though. That's because she covered all that. I want to take it a, a different angle. Um someday they were saying on the podcast I was listening to is kind of how like we know our nineties classic actors and actresses. You know, we mm-hmm. got, you know, we got our Sanaa Lathans and our Omar Epps and our, you know, one thing today in knowledge that it's crazy. Those are the first two you led with, but go ahead. What's wrong with that? Who is the first the, one? All said? the 90s actors, and you just led with them too. It's cool though. Go ahead. Who, 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 who are you who you led with? I heard Omar Epps. Sanaa Lathan, Omar Epps. Omar Epps and Sanaa Lathan. That's crazy. All right. All right. All right. I'm, all right. I'm, I'm hold on. Both of them. Nah, no, them no. just being the first two that came to your head was just crazy. What first two come to your mind? Wesley Snipes would be number one for me. Wesley Snipes. What about nineties actors? Wesley Snipes would be number one for me. Number two would be actress. And I'm I'm, I'm going to be biased because I've been watching the show with her in this, but it's Leah Whitfield. Uh, well, yeah, I don't think it. if you want to watch it, I don't think Lynn Whitfield is just not. She's dope, but she's not a person who just comes to mind. All right, Rich. Before just, I keep going, again, that's been I, on my I, mind. Come two nineties actor and actress that come to mind immediately. Denzel, Angela. Okay, Angela. Yeah. Angela Bassett. Oh, Bassett. Angela Bassett. Yeah, okay, I get that. I get that. I don't. I, I get don't, what you're saying. I think you. I think you're talking about that that swing between ninety eight and two thousand two yeah. with Morris Chestnut, Omar yeah. Epps, Nia Long. Yeah. All of them were in the same the brothers movie, era. Union. Right. Yeah, yeah, the brothers era. Yeah, and, I, I think, all right. If you talk, and then I kind of think of like Denzel. I don't put him in a in a in a time because he stayed hot for so long. I don't fair. never. That's I don't lock him into the a, Bill Bellamy area when Bill Bellamy was. Yeah, a, how to be a player. <laughs> and now if I said Bill <laughs> Bellamy said, hey. first, I, that would have warranted like, bro, you said Bill Bellamy. That would have hey, been. Bill Bellamy. Don't do Bill Bellamy like that, though. Nah, that's like, my it was guy. A, it was a sort of that's my guy. Night that he was. He that's was my the guy. guy. <laughs> Spike almost turned me off of him, but we'll, that's another conversation. Oh, remember that? What? What? Man, because I was talking about his drink champs interview. Because you was like, man, I don't like Bill Bellamy. Ah, he just okay. one of them dudes that like come off like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he about to be deep, he and he don't really bro. be saying nothing. And so and when I listened it. to that drink champs, I was like, bro, I think it. I might be off of him. <laughs> He just he just brought me back with an interview. I promise. He was like this close. I was like, man, I'm not listening to this dude, man. He ain't deep like That's that. So Stop acting too. like you got the exclusive. Like anyway, but That's funny too. uh but what I wanted to say that they were having a conversation in regards to Will and Jada was like how we miss Jada being Jada as far as the actress. They were saying like it's like you just kind of threw that actress bag away like we knew you like you know all of them classic movies we talk about Jada and how we held her up how black women held her up how black men held her up as far as how much we loved her love seeing her on screen it's like you kind of lean more into the celebrity of Jada versus like the actress that we were into and I I kind of agree with it because it's like I mean she did the Hawthorne thing and then it was like kind of like it was like a long break which is fine it's the industry the industry's crazy and then we came back with Girls Trip and it was good to see her 
But it's like I don't know why she kind of got away from that. I don't know. I just I kind of do miss her. Now. Wife. Huh? She was Will Smith's wife. That's why she had to do it. She was, but look at well, I mean y'all y'all fans of J and B. Look at them. Hold they on, each other's husband or wife. What you say? What you say, Rachel? You know how Hawthorne ended? How did it end? Allegedly, because she was fucking Mark Anthony. Allegedly. What, what, what's Hawthorne? Is that twenty? She was. It was a show she was on. Uh, was that 2016? No, it was, it was ooh, long before that. I think it came on Showtime. But yeah, yeah. because the most like, important, our I'm sexual exploits were made public and it got messy. So, it's Mark Anthony, the dude who used to date J-Lo, right? Yes. <laughs> Her ex-husband. He's on the show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, For me, I think the most important part of this came out when uh, I don't know if it was a resurface clip or it was something new that Will said, but he was talking about resurface. That was resurface. The, 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 I put it the in one the chat. I, the, I, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I put it, you put it in the chat. Somebody put it in the chat. As far as she couldn't love him until she was able to love herself, and for him to be in, being able to acknowledge that and giving her the one way to go and do that, I think says a lot about Will Smith. A lot about him versus what people are trying to paint him as versus what people are trying to say that he has came short as or, or whatever it may be. I do think that him bringing that out, if that had been the beginning of her uh, media campaign, I would have been a lot more understanding of versus uh well Tupac this and Will didn't do that. Like if 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 it had came out that she was I really I, I'm not happy with myself so me being with Will Smith that's not gonna help me out at all cause like you said Mo he on the Instagram like skydiving in Paris he jumping off the London bridges like he, he doing everything that you would wanna do as a person and if you dealing with a woman who's not happy with herself so anything that you do it's like ah oh, yeah that's cool but Tupac would've did it better <laughs> like that's that's crazy to think about bro that's hard. That's hard so I think with, I, I I think that Will Smith did a really good job and is doing a really a really good job of handling this. And I wouldn't think the way, excuse me, I wouldn't dismiss what Jada's saying as much if I had heard that first. Because I feel like what Will Smith is saying is like, bro, she don't really love herself. So of course she's gonna come out and say these things into me. Like, of course, all of these things are gonna come out to make me look like a bad person because she ain't really like she doesn't really love herself mm-hmm. so how would she love a person like me who's doing all of these things who sees this many successes like how would she be okay with it she ain't even okay with herself bro and that's one of the things that, go ahead. i was saying literally that's what i was talking about two episodes ago like this is this is and i want to ask y'all like y'all been in relationships i'd imagine so it's like have y'all even tapped into that the, the fact of that where it's like Yo, bro, I gotta figure out how to love myself because I don't even know how to give to you for real. I, I, I was going through the I was going through the motions of what I thought it looked like, what I thought it was supposed to feel like. But now that I'm, I'm here, in a relationship, so I'm supposed to do this. Yeah, I'm supposed to. But now that Versus, I'm here, and I, I really it, enjoy this. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I'm I'm in it now. I think a lot of men deal with that. A lot of men deal with I'm gonna go through the motions and I'm gonna check the boxes of. This is what a, a successful or happy 
husband slash boyfriend looks like yeah but a lot of men don't take a step back and ask themselves the question of mm-hmm. what makes me happy am i in it like what what yeah what is it about this about her about the whatever it is what is it about this that makes me happy and mm-hmm. i think us as black men we have that a lot more than maybe i won't well, talk to a lot of other uh people as far as other black men but mm-hmm. what i will say is a lot of times when i say I don't know a lot of happily married people is because they don't focus on, well, I need to make myself happy versus thinking that my wife is going to do it versus mm-hmm. thinking that my girl is going to do it. For sure. Like it starts with me. Right. Go ahead. And take it a step further. If I see you so happy and I'm not happy with myself, people don't Tell talk about something. it enough. But there is a jealousy there that mm-hmm. there is envy. Now I'm envy of the person that I'm supposed to love. The person that I'm partnered with is supposed to be enjoying all this dope shit with. Now I low-key hate you a little bit because <laughs> I don't understand why this isn't filling the void. This isn't making me happy. This doesn't feel good. Yeah, that's a beautiful sunset. Who fucking cares? I'm miserable. Yep. The vacation is nice, but damn, I ain't really happy because my bank account ain't where it need to be. Or yeah, these clothes that you bought me, they're cool and I look great, but I ain't really happy because this ain't really me. Like you're one hundred percent right, right? Yeah, exactly. You keep getting mm-hmm. roles for movies that's not stellar. <laughs> Ain't nobody called me in 12 years. I don't even know how I, to tap, I don't even know how to tap into what happens. you're doing, how whatever it is, because Will in the book, it's not tied to at first it was to t- tied to the successes, but he started to tap into something else. If if I I don't I'm looking at you and I'm Jada, I don't even know how to tap into it's been so long since I felt happy. I probably referenced a childhood. I don't even know how to tap into that joy internally. So everything Rachel said, it's like right online. It's like you're doing this and I'm still trying to figure out how do I tap into that endorphin that makes me smile and feel good for real. Not the fake Hollywood smile, not the fake wife smile. But how do I actually tap into that endorphin that is shooting joy through my body? I don't even know how to do that because I've got to be a mother because i got to be a wife. I'm so bombarded with so many responsibilities. I don't even know how to fit time in to figure that part out. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yeah, I got I the whole world watching. Mm. Yeah, got the whole world watching everything you do. I, I get annoyed by motherfuckers, and I'm just me. I couldn't imagine every time I make a move, every time I blow my nose, the block site picks it up and got something to say about it. Mm. Yeah, and and one of the conversations that need to be had that I hope people gather from this and what we're doing is being honest about what makes you happy. I think a lot of the times people submit to relationships or they they're in things that oh it looks good on the outside like Will and Zeta we was dating for however many years but then we cut it off this many years and we've been separated but it looked good for us to show up with the whole family it looked mm-hmm. good for us to be here with the kids and host the dinners and oh this is Will and this is Zeta like couple goals that people would say one of the things that I would challenge people to do is like really challenge yourself to be happy and, and the person that you're with, like how they can attribute to your happiness. 
one of the most important things that Will said in that resurface clips, like you said, Rich, was it ain't there's nobody out here in this world that can make you happy other like you you gotta start with you you gotta be that person to be like now nah, i'm gonna do this. this is this is satisfying to me it's fulfilling for me and i'm gonna do this and i'll build off this with other people you can't bring other people in and be like well i hope that this person fulfills me and i hope this person makes me happy it, it'll never work well, you, you hit a you hit a key point man so many people are honest because it's out the norm. And I think people forget that your happiness is only related to you. Yeah. Like you don't, give a, you don't worry about what anybody else thinks about it. You don't even have to let them in on what makes you happy or your happiness. But a lot of people, you know, we are in the overshare information. I think us, our generation, we do it for our generation's sake. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. know how to, we savvy, we right in the middle of everything. We're not like the generations behind us where it's every single thing. Like you said, it's like, we watched dudes set up a tripod to go on a target run. It didn't promote anything. Just wanted to show us, you know what I'm saying? That he went on the target run. Yeah, like this shit was silly to me. Like, what what did I gain from that? So that honesty thing, man, if people can tap into that and really, really just keep it a buck about what they want, I think you'll start realizing how easier life goes for you because you only get it'll one be of a lot less. Minutes. It'll be a lot less of these gender wars, these these online things and more. Mo, you and I talked about this as far as the man versus woman on social media and whatever it may be. It'll be a lot less of these gender wars that people admit it. Like, I, I'm responsible for making myself happy. It ain't a $200 date. It ain't 54 oysters. It ain't the fucking Cheesecake Factory. I'm responsible for letting people in my life and me being happy myself. It ain't, it ain't on you. Sure. And I think a lot of the, the, the displacement in black relationships or us is like I'm expecting to find someone that can make me happy and it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that ain't real too. I think and, people need to remember space. that. People just need to remember that. You know, I know Mo, you talk about all the time like controlling your algorithm and what you see and what goes in. <laughs> Sometimes you see that so much that you think, oh yeah, man, fuck them niggas. Fuck her. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not even like that. The energy ain't even out here when you go out. Yeah. Um it's in certain areas and then it sprays like wildfire. So, yeah. Point. Big facts. Good point. That was good. I like that. All right. Mo, we got chapter 64 of another week in the books. Long time we've been doing this. This is about reconciliation. Now, you and Rich can collaborate mm-hmm. about this topic. So, I'm going to throw it to both of you guys and ask right. about the thought process of what we were thinking about when we came up with the topic and the goals that we want to achieve with. I'm throwing the oop right to Rich. Alright, so yeah, this won't be this won't be crazy long, but I, I do think it's an important conversation um, to touch on. Y'all know me, this is my third time on another week in the books. Um, and I shared a story once about um, diffusing a situation that could have gone left real quick. Um, so it's, I kind of like coming to this you know, this medium when there's something that happened to me or that's on my mind that I want to just have a good conversation with, with the brothers and obviously um, the incredible, lovely Ray P. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I have I have two older sisters, right? But I only acknowledge one. And when I say acknowledge one, I don't mean like there's any issues or beef. It's just it's been so long. So when I was about 13, my sister, <clears throat> sister I'm talking about in question, She's about nine years older than me. This is my dad's daughter, right? She's about nine years older than me. 
and I remember being a kid growing up with her, you know, or excuse me, remember like going to go get her for breakfast and going with my dad, spending time with her, all types of stuff, man. Just a regular brother sister relationship, even though there's a gap. When I was about 12 or 13, it just stopped. It just stopped. Like I didn't, I just never heard from her, didn't see her, didn't know what happened. Obviously, there must have been some kind of issue, some kind of, you know, falling out between her and Pops, whatever the case might be. I have no idea. Like, me and Pops never talked about it. It was just one of those things. Um, it, it's something that you don't think about, but you think about when you were that age, when you were a teenager and whatnot. And I remember specifically 2009, so I would have been about 22. I was back home. I was living in Toledo, but I was back home in Cincinnati. And I remember talking to my mom, and she was telling me that she saw my sister, like, and she was telling me where she was working. And she, at the time, she was working at uh, this mall here in Cincinnati called Kimberly. And she said it in passing, but I had kind of gotten this hardened, fuck that, man. That ain't worth my time. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm past that. Whatever. It is what it is. But there's always that curiosity. And you know what? Why did this shit happen? So I go to the store and it's just like a movie, man. I go to the back section and it's just her by herself. So it's just me and her. And I hadn't seen her since. I mean, I hadn't seen her since I was 12, 13. So I'm like, Hey, what's going on? And she was like, hey, what's up? I'm like, how you doing? How you been? She was. She looked at me like, do I know you? Mm-hmm. And I instantly was like, just put off. I'm like, oh, shit, you got me fucked. Because I'm not even the type that's going to usually make that first step. Unless I didn't even want to come in here to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I got, you know, who do I know you? And mind you, I look just like my pops. I look just like her. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> all right, you trying to Okay, um, a little of rich man because he just like me. He just like right. me. we uh, we we have a quick little conversation. I told her my brother, and when I told her you my bro- when I told her I'm my brother, she was like, okay, like what's up? Like how you been? Like just very nonchalant, like very. And I was like, oh yeah, just fuck this. So I remember leaving. I remember calling my sister. I remember calling my mom. I was telling her like, oh yo, you wouldn't believe what happened to me. Oh, so she's the one stunning. you don't acknowledge at, at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is the one I don't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And like I said, when I say don't acknowledge, I don't like I said, I don't mean like you mean like don't have a we relationship early in the opening of the conversation where we were talking about how you just act like you don't know people. It's not that. It's just more so you haven't been around for so much of my life now mm-hmm. that I forget sometimes that you out there. You know, a lot of you know, black families, man, you got a lot of half siblings sometimes out there that you ain't never seen or yeah, bro, you know they there, right. but it's just no relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but as my, the difference is that I grew up with her. I knew her. Like, we had a relationship, a real strong one. And that shit always bothered me. So you fast forward all the way to 2020, my pops passed. So mind you, I hadn't spoken to her since 2009 in that little run-in. So I'm the one giving her the news. Still, once again, just kind of no emotions. And like I said, I don't know what's going on. I got so many other things on my mind at that time. I'm not even worried about that. I'm just letting you know, look, pops passed. Here's the services, here's the arrangement. She comes to the funeral. She don't sit with the fam. She sits in the back with her moms. Just a lot of weird energy. But you know what? Whatever. Didn't talk again since 2020. I run into her at this event that I was at in downtown Cincinnati, probably about a month ago. Randomly just run into her. And it's one of those run-ins where you see the person. Um, Rachel will appreciate this to make an insecure reference. It's kind of like when Molly was eating at the African restaurant, Issa saw her, and then she bounced on her. For sure. It was one of them moments. And I saw her, and she didn't know I saw her. And a split second, I was like, man, I'm about to slide. But I don't know what happened between 2020 and now, or 2009 and now, where I was like, nah, like, Carly, what's up? Like, let's talk to her. She said, hey, you know, we just had a regular conversation. And I was like, you know what? 
I'm gonna hit you up, man. I'm gonna, we gotta go to lunch, go to dinner or something. I wanna take you out and just kind of catch up. And just the idea of understanding, I guess, and realizing that she has a story as well, regardless of what it is and whether I agree or disagree with it, she still has a perspective that I don't have any idea about. I have no idea how she's feeling, what causes her. It could be some nut shit. It could be some nut shit and I'd just be like, yo, you wild. Like, I really, I'm really cool with you, but it was more so for myself, I need to start the path of better understanding and just to see if there is something or some kind of relationship that's there to be had I don't know if it's possible because it's been so long but the idea of reconciliation I guess getting to that point is what what fascinated me the most with this because I don't know what I don't know why that day I saw her and I said you know what not just say hello I want to take you out I'm going to give you a call we really need to sit down and chop it up I think part of it has to do whatever she says I don't want that to be the final statement because my pops isn't here anymore so if it is some other shit like I don't want to you know I don't know and I wanted to ask y'all about your journeys if you have them you know we started out great about the grudges and things like that your journeys with reconciliation if you've ever been in a similar spot to where you had to look at yourself and be like you know what for the betterment of my growth, I need to put this to bed or I need to at least acknowledge it. Um, you know, Mo, I know you talked about it with your with your father-in-law. Mo had to take a sip of water. That'd probably be the perfect place to start because <laughs> you tried. I got a, I got a, I got quite a few scenarios, bro. Can't so, hear you, Mo. Can you hear me? Oh, my bad. That's me. Oh, can everybody else? Okay. I got quite a few scenarios. I can go first, so I can throw it in y'all court, which I want, which I want to do. Feel free, start. Um, well, y'all already know, like the father-in-law situation. We we spoke about on two episodes. Um, that that whole scenario, it still bothers me. You know, I'm at peace as far as I know. I did the right thing at the end of the day, acknowledging my faults in it, uh, both of us. But it's just there was no acknowledgement on the other side. And that part bothers me still. Not enough to alter my day to day, but enough to say I, I don't don't even worry about it. I ain't even reaching out. I don't care what the, I don't care what the history was, because the fact that we come to you with our hand down and you slap it away, we say I'm sorry. I understand what I did. I we was in a different place. Whatever it was, however we were being, we were out of pocket. We got you. We, we, we didn't never mean to hurt y'all We we were going through our own thing Y'all got the bad end of the stick And we do that And then it's like okay We we appreciate that But then it's like when we say Okay but these are some things that hurt us And then it's just like oh no Well that, that wasn't that It was just because of this and that So it's like you're saying You're trying to explain to us What you did versus saying I'm sorry So our feelings are not valid I had to My brother I spoke about him a little bit sometimes on this on the show, but he's kind of in and out within drug usage. And so he's very sick, <laughs> uh, literally. And so when I came home from college, I was gone for two years and I came home from college. And when I came home, my mom and my sister, like they would call me while I was there. And they, he was just like acting a acting a donkey. And my at that point, 
I went to college. My parents was married. I came home from college. They was divorced. So everything had changed in two years. So my dad wasn't around and my brother was acting wild. So when I got home, 20, I'm about to say 2021, 2011, soon as I seen him, like, hey, what's up, Lump? Now I ain't know what's up. My sister had to literally get in between us because I was ready to knock this nigga out. I'm like, nah, bro, you've been talking to mama crazy. You've been talking to our sister crazy. Nah, I ain't know what's up. And that that energy kept on for years. Then we try to fix it. I let him live with us. And then we end up getting getting in a fight on Easter. And so then once we got on a, when we got in a fight on Easter, that that lasted for years after that. Cause I knew because he was talking crazy to me in front of my wife and my daughter. And I said, Oh no. Me and this nigga scrapped in a whole nother neighbor's yard. And I got all white on. I'm 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 all my pants. I had to toss the pants. The grass stain ain't coming out, bro. It's over. Like we own it. You know what I mean? And we didn't reconcile for this years. Blood. This is your blood. This is my blood. Same mom, same dad, all that. And Y'all got to fight on Easter. Got to fight on Easter, bro. And he was talking so crazy to me. I could not let I, I couldn't let him slide. I was like, just the audacity of you talking to me like that in my like, bro, you gonna make me go back to cussing. <laughs> like, because <laughs> like I was all coming back. But like, so we got to scrapping. Then of course I put him out, grabbed the stuff, put him out, and that was it. And for years we didn't. Finally. I would say 20, 21, we had a conversation and he was sober and we were able to reconcile. I did not want to pick up, but he acknowledged all of the things that he really was out of pocket about. And I knew it was genuine and I was open to it. I, and I and I had to be vulnerable with him. I said, man, bro, I, I hate that it ever got that way because we grew up so tight. We used to, we used to, we had bunk beds. We used to stay up all night talking about girls and all of these different things. That was our, you know, that was our reality. We were so tight. It was never no division between us. Like we always been this way. And I hate how life has spread us apart, but I love you and I miss you. You know what I mean? Cause you my brother, you my blood nigga. Like I love you. You know what I'm saying? Now we not as tight now, but that's because his own struggles. Um, and then me and my dad had an issue when, when I came home from college and I had found out that they had separated. Because when I went, came home for winter break, freshman year, I would I never forget this memory. My mama told him, said, Maurice, that's his name as well. Maurice, don't you do it. You better not leave. He's like, oh Sandy, you tripping. You tripping. I'll be right back. And it was like it was like Christmas break. I mean a new year. It was the New Year's part of the break. And he ended up leaving and everything. And I didn't know what was going on, but I knew it was something wrong. Cause my mama was mad, but she was trying to play it off. And I never forget when he left anyway, when I went back to college and came back, they was done. So I knew he was on something that he shouldn't have been on. So when I got home, I wasn't talking to him like that. And he knew what it was. And I wasn't, I wasn't on none of that. Like, and he had to really talk to me and finally acknowledge, like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have never been that way with your mama. I tried to apologize. I'm sorry. I did that to y'all because I wasn't, I wasn't going for it, bro. I was just like, I can't, you should have never did that. Like you knew all my my mama moved all three of us to Kentucky to separate from him because he was just on some like I'm I'm gonna keep banging other women like that was just like he was just on some whole like whole type stuff so that was that was his journey but I don't want to belabor my reconciliation but we we're tight now we're good I mean we are so he we had him on the podcast so it's like and we're gonna have him back at a, at a at a later date but. 
those are like some of the close ones. I've had ones with friends, but I'll bounce back that after I throw it in y'all court. But like, well, I, let me ask a follow up because I got a follow up and I got a question for Spike and um, Rachel. Yeah. What made you open to the reconciliation? Like with your pops and your brother, what made you even open to it? Like, were you even, were you that, is it something that you knew you needed? Or was it you were not even that really upset about it? You just weren't willing to make the first move? Like, would it have always been open if they somebody said, hey, I'm sorry, and they meant it genuinely? I don't think I necessarily was always open, and I don't think that it was always like, oh, it's not that deep. I just think that I loved y'all, and it hurt. But I knew, I said, bro, we got so much history here. And that history means something. I, I just refuse to throw it down the drain. That's why it's so hard with the father-in-law situation. It's like, y'all just going to throw down the drain because y'all refuse to come off y'all high horse to acknowledge. Okay, y'all played a part too. Not as much as we did, but y'all played a part too. And the fact that our feelings don't mean anything is why it is what it is. So don't expect anything. But with them... It was always, I love y'all, and we got history. And if you're willing to acknowledge where you were wrong, if and if I'm wrong, I acknowledge where I'm at, then we can always work it out because I love you. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask y'all three of y'all this then. How do y'all feel about, God forbid, anything happening to prevent that? I, I've told you once when I was on... Um, mm-hmm. When I was on the pod, just you yep. know, one of my biggest things that I miss is all the conversations that were left on the table. Like you mm-hmm. don't always know if you have more time to to reconcile or um, to fix things or to have a conversation that's long overdue. Like if something were to happen, do you think you tuck it away to the point where oh, it wasn't a big deal, or you think that would have been something that crushed you, or or any of y'all in, in any similar situation? Yeah, I'll go for it. well it depends again on who it is but i I, I, i'll let you answer uh lou but i have a sister story as well with the reconciliation and all of that and and that's who immediately came to mind when you asked that um my sister and i well my parents she again is my dad's daughter she's 12 years older than me ish um, and she would live with us in the summer. And as a child, I was just enamored with, oh, my sister, my sister, my sister. But again, she's significantly older than me. So once she stopped coming, it was like, eh, okay, yeah, I got a sister, but out of sight, out of mind. And then she didn't live in Ohio. So my line sister ended up going to law school in her city. So I went to visit her. And while I was there, my sister's like, oh, I'll have a barbecue and we'll do this, that, and the third. I'm like, okay, well, I'll introduce you to her so she can know somebody up here. I get there and all my sister's friends are like, oh, Rachel, we heard you're so spoiled. Your dad does everything for you. You And I'm looking at these bitches like, excuse me? First off, I don't even know y'all. And two, a whole ass adult out of college everybody's spoiling me I'm in North Carolina at this point I'm not even still living in my parents house so nobody is spoiling me what are you talking about like oh they do and I'm looking at my sister like bitch what the fuck you done told these people and <laughs> that part up to that point even though she was sort of out of sight out of mind I still had some sort of 
I don't really want to say admiration because that's not really it, but I still respect highly of her. Okay. But yeah, some reverence. I how, like how, how old are you at that point? I'm sorry. Like you're out of college uh, and she's twelve I'm years 20, older. I'm twenty five at this point. Okay, so she's so now twenty five, so Okay, thirty seven. Yeah. Okay. She really might have been older than that. What is she? Thirty seven? Exactly. Exactly. So I'm like, like you're trying to act like <laughs> what? you're a young nigga trying to act like those numbers are just outrageous. Yeah, don't do that. But uh, I, uh, regardless, uh, too old, too old to be doing that and having yeah. that conversation. Yeah. yeah. To your point, you know, these were her friends. Like these were like coworkers or something. No, these are her friends. People I've never met in my life. I had never even been to Minnesota. So possibly she's having a conversation about you with them and you don't have no idea who they are i don't know nothing about you nothing about your life i can't even come back and be like well actually no well what about your shit bitch i don't know you i have nothing <laughs> to go on and so immediately after that i was like oh no this isn't my type of bitch like i don't fuck with her <laughs> I call my parents like yo child, yo other daughter up here talking <laughs> all of this stuff, blah blah blah. And I immediately was like, I don't fuck with you. And we talked about it on the pre-show about once you cross me in a particular way, I do not fuck with you. And really up until this year. <laughs> so that's 2012, this happened. Maybe 2013. It might have been the summer of 2013. No, nope, it was summer 2012. Um, so from then until literally my parents' 40th anniversary party, I can't fuck with this. I don't want to keep calling her a bitch because that's my sister. I just, <laughs> this girl. I did not fuck with her, and she would send me Facebook messages. Ignore. Why you have my phone number? I'm not responding. <laughs> I don't like that. And there were other small things, even if they weren't geared towards me. Now, see, that's that shit. See, that's that shit. Mm-hmm. And again, she's my older sister. So she said something at our parents' or at, my, at our parents' party, like, um, you know, I wish that we were closer. And I was not immediately receptive, but I'm like, okay, Lord, we keep talking about me being a better person in this life. Like, stop it, Rachel. So we're going to take a sister trip. Mm. And I am praying that it Where y'all going? Where y'all going? <laughs> um, maybe to Bali. That's oh, hold on, time out, time out, time out, Rachel. Time well, thank time you, out. thank you. That's a hell of a jump, <laughs> dog. That's, a cra- that's crazy. It's nasty. That's, that's a hell like, of a jump. The flight up, the flight alone. It's nasty. Right? Somebody that you slick don't fuck with is crazy. So, yeah, I'm anxious. I'm. I keep trying to drop breadcrumbs about maybe something a little smaller, but maybe Bobby is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to hear this. This is also part of what I think. Like, she's coming to, we talked about jealousy earlier. She's coming to some money. And I feel or felt like over the years of me not fucking with her, 
she was doing a lot of little weird shit online trying to be me um, or be reminiscent of me. I've been blind since 2008. You've been had jet black hair your whole life. Why are you dying? <laughs> That's my thing. Yo, that family jealousy is real, bro. Family jealousy is a real thing. Boy. It's a weird thing. I was traveling for work and was taking pictures. I started about, I do have a food blog, but whatever. But I was doing it a lot when I was traveling for work. When she started traveling for work, like it would be just little things. Like, what are you doing? Mr. Me too. Mr. Me fucking too. So I have prayed about it. And my mother is like, Rachel, you don't have to be like that. Like, I know that when you are the child or children who live in the house with the parent that you don't that there are feelings and a story that you've told yourself that they had this and the third it was like this and you didn't have that because you weren't in the house and so I know that she has a lot of feelings in regards to that and I know that she asked to live with us at one point, but nigga, your mama said no, not mine. <laughs> it's it's a very funny little thing, but grudges, mm. I am a grudge holder because I still have a bit of a side eye, but I'm trying because even though I'm mostly right, I'm not always right. And so I want, if she is really trying to be the big sister if she is really trying to be that person in my life or even just have a relationship with me there's no real reason other than my own discernment that you ain't my kind of nigga Loki that we can't at least be cordial that we do things that sisters do you know what I'm saying even though she got 11 other sisters on her mama's side so candidly but <laughs> it's it's a funny little thing and I'm working on it and I have really been in prayer about it because I have really decided that I don't like this nigga for a the decade daddy? oh no I love my daddy oh my no uh, you talking about your sister yeah <laughs> no my daddy is my road dog <laughs> and again jealousy because my daddy is my road dog mm-hmm. and I had him my whole life and lived with him until I moved on campus, until I moved out of state. She don't know because she's not in the house that how he is with her is just how that nigga is. It ain't no different. I'm just around and force him to do X, Y, Z. But I know that because I live with him and she mm-hmm. takes it personal. Where if you know that nigga Jim? You shouldn't take shit personal that he does or says because if you think I'm a don't give a F person, meet that nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Long story short, life is too short not to talk to your siblings unless they really, really do something. Like, did she really do something to me? No, but don't fucking play in my face with your random ass friends. How'd you get to the point where you were open to taking a trip to Bali versus like, let's have it. Did you guys ever discuss that? Did you ever discuss why you weren't rocking with her? Um, or you just went cold turkey on her? You know, I'm a cold turkey ass nigga. I'm about to say, yeah. So how did you get to the, does she know that you feel that 
I don't think so. That Are is you a gonna have that conversation. I I want to, but I have to really think about my delivery because we are very different. Mm. I'm, I know I'll hurt her feelings. Especially in Bali, man. Shit. And so I don't want to do that. I was supposed to go up there this month, but had a lot of shit going on. So um, it didn't quite work out. So maybe I'll try to really, really do that. And she was adamant about wanting me to come and visit her and see her house and all of this stuff. So maybe I'll do that first before. <laughs> I think so. I think you should. <laughs> we go around the world. Do that first. Yeah, yeah, I think you should yeah. do that first. For your yeah, I, I agree. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I'm open because that is my sister. And I think for her to want to do that, I have a lot of quote unquote sisters and people that I love and she sees me online embracing and being warm and genuine and this and the third while all these other people, but then you, my whole with that same type of connection. She wanna be a part of it. She wanna be a part of it. Yeah, I'm with it. Sometimes people don't know how to they don't know how to voice that. Like I don't know how to especially if I'm the older. I, I don't know how to without making me feel less than you know what I mean like I don't know how to say hey sis I want to be a part of that without me feeling like I'm being a little bro kind of you know what I mean sure. so I, I get it I get it for sure and that's a you could feel like that very easily mm-hmm. yeah in regards <laughs> Spike I, I, I gotta hear this Spike I gotta hear this never experienced that. you never reconciled with somebody you never had uh figuring it out let's work through it let's okay we came back together i'm glad we talked about this like you got a lot of i know you got a lot of business relationships and then you got some family in Tennessee. anything i mean i feel like you know what um as far as reconciliation in my relationships i don't i, I don't I don't like really a stone cold nigga, man. It's like a stone cold nigga. Like, what is your birthday? That's, that's why you need people like I'm a me. Sagittarius. He need. I'm that's a why I six shot a Scarface meme. You need people like me, cause bro, not having nah. not one person. So what if they 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 Look, do you dirty? You I'm, cut them I'm off. a very I'm a very upfront and direct type of person, bro. Like it, it there's not a lot to be left up for confusion as to, oh, I wonder why. We're not talking anymore. I wonder why we're not having conversations. Like it's very upfront and clear with me as far as the people that I deal with. So, in the sense of having reconciliations, like I had to think long and hard about pause about how I would present this conversation and and not seem like I was let me, let not me seem you. like it, it wasn't something that, that registered with me. Go ahead. Let me ask you a question because I am going through a, another week in the book's backlog. Mm-hmm. And in one of the earlier chapters, you told a story about you and you and somebody you went to school with that was a real good athlete. He went to play football. Y'all were hooping two on two and you were just killing this nigga to the point where he swung <laughs> on you. And you said that it was Thanks. that was somebody you hung with every day and you was you was salty that that ended because you said, you know, at the end of the day, I think y'all dapped it up, but y'all never fucked mm-hmm. with each other again after that. We didn't. We didn't it? dap it up. It wasn't oh, never a thing like nah, we, we didn't dap it up. It, it it wasn't never a thing that we addressed in the sense of I man, I, 
whatever you did was disrespectful to me or whatever I said was disrespectful to you and we handled it like after that confrontation or whenever that happened he would reach out to me and be like hey you know I'm getting married uh, come to the wedding things of these like I, I, I wasn't for it like I was still I could still be cordial with him but the fact that that was the thing that made him swing on me and, and be like, nah, like, bro, I don't, I don't fuck with you. You talking too much shit. I knew I couldn't trust him in the sense of that's my homeboy. Like, all of my homeboys, most of the people that know me, we there's there's a certain line that we can go to and we won't cross. And I'm not saying it in the sense of I expect you to figure me out. I expect you to know me on on, on anything like that, but more so in the sense of Here's what I present to you on a daily basis, bro. I, I ain't gonna register. I ain't I ain't gonna waver from that. I'm not gonna do too much, like we talking about with the funny Marco interviews. I'm not gonna do anything that makes you think differently of me. But I do expect you to respect me as to how I present myself to you. So with him, the conversation that we had was like even after the swinging on me since in the basketball, since we talked a lot of times after that. Okay. Oh man, come to the Ville, man. I'm getting married. This is, and it was cool, but it wasn't never to the sense of like, bro, I, I fuck with you in the sense of, I'll do that now. I'll, I'll dismiss everything that happened. I ain't never say that to him. I ain't never confront him with that. But it was still, he knew that, and I knew that. Like that you know, a, bro, you, you went too far. That might be a good <laughs> full circle moment for the episode because if you knew that you. If you knew that you didn't say it and he never said it, right. then where's the disconnect as to one person just coming together and having a conversation, even if it still leads to the same result, even if it means I'm still not fucking with your wedding, best of luck to you, but I don't fuck with you like that. <laughs> that part, that's where I was going to go. But why that. is the conversation not happening? That's the that's the whole thing that I had to ask myself. Like, why am I not talking to my, why am I, I think a lot of it, and Rachel can relate to this. She the older sibling. Like, I shouldn't be reaching out to you to, to fix some shit. I can relate maybe to Maybe I'm wrong for thinking like that. We're the kids. But I also, am, you know, I, I'm a 12, 13-year-old kid, and you just kind of bounced on me. It's not my responsibility to know what's going on or to be asking these questions. You should be on some, yo, little bro, this was going on, blah, That's blah, blah. Bro. So there's a little bit of that, but I guess ultimately back to what you were saying, Spike, what's why why doesn't that conversation happen i guess everybody's answer but for me it's a slight it's a slight case of arrogance i will admit that because i look at it i look at it in the sense of bro i'm never gonna do anything disrespectful to you yeah if i fuck with you you my guy like me and you on the same page we talk on a daily basis like you have the understanding of what's disrespectful to me as a person i have the understanding that to you as to what's disrespectful as a person once you go beyond that point it's hard for me to understand like well why would you do that bro like i thought that you fucked with me i thought that we were cool i thought that we were on the same page now you showed me something that don't really line up to what we had going on so like i don't get it and i'm not the i'm, I'm not the type of person to be like oh well hey bro this offended me man let's talk about this I'm not going to do that I'm more so the person that's like oh this offended me I see that you don't really get me as a person so I'm going to step back I ain't going to be that nigga that's like 
I, I like I'm, I'm overly extending myself in the sense of I expect more out of you than I would expect out of people who fuck with me really there's a couple Does of things there's a couple of things I want to say within that um somebody can know you very well and still can disrespect you because they didn't know something hit a, a struck a chord with you struck a nerve there, it's not just a like if you if I because Spike me and you been on here before and now we've got to know each other but there's been moments I imagine I, I, well, I ain't gonna speak for you there's been moments you might have said something that it might have struck a chord for me and even even to this point but I, I let me ask but, you this before you go you, further but, yeah did you take it as disrespectful like you know me you know the type of person that I am you know that I'm I, I don't not think, the dude that's going to be on here. Yeah, I know. Oh, record yeah. this. Let me be disrespectful. Okay. Right. Okay. So that's what I'm gotcha. saying. But what I'm saying is disrespect ain't always intentional. That's all. Right. So that's when you talk about those relationships with people, sometimes they could disrespect you, but they didn't mean to do that. But if you never say it, it's like, because you'd be like, oh, bro, bro, I didn't even know I was disrespecting you. I wasn't, when I was talking about this, I wouldn't even think about your situation. They going all the way in on something, and you think like, oh, so you really just gonna be talking about that like that? And you know I got you gonna do me like that. You just gonna be, and it's he ain't even thinking about what you're going through. He might have forgot you told him whatever your scenario is. So I think if you never say that, so that that is uh, we do have that struggle in our community. It's definitely like Rachel Rachel says, like we don't always just say it. We're expecting you to know, but it's like you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? And I think that. I connect what Ray, uh, what Rich said with Rachel. It's like, for us, we put the effort in to reconcile with them. But it's like, bro, we set up two, set, two, three meetings to try to fix this. But we're the kids. Y'all be the, you know what I mean? But now we're seeing where it is. And it's like, you still ain't did anything. So that shows me, okay. No, that's, that's another thing. Point. I, I that's think that's another point thing that, 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 makes it, that makes it difficult for me. Because if I do... And I think I've told a story on there similar. If I go out of my way to say I'm wrong and, Bro. and it's received totally. Yeah. All right. Oh, OV. Okay. And, 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 and I want to say. That's not only going to mess that up. That's going to mess up future events because I'm going to remember that. that like, part. But look, it is what it is because I'm that's part of my personality trait. I can just cut it off and my emotions will be shut out. I already don't respond the same way emotionally like most people do. I don't respond in that same manner. So it's nothing. I, I shrug it off and I might have some deep reflection about it at some point. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I'm carrying with me. Yeah. Like whatever. You like, my best friend right. from third grade. My motherfucking dog have had <laughs> that happen. Um, not to put too much out. She did something which was a great feat. And I responded in a way that she felt like was shady towards that. And I didn't think that it was. And we went on about the day. Everything was cool. But then like a few hours later, she texted me on some rah-rah like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, it was real crazy. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? What's happening here? And because this is my very, very, very best friend nigga who knows where every single body is buried i'm like whoa i apologize like i would never ever ever want to make you feel some kind of way um that was not my intent with what i said like i wish you would have brought it to me right then 
we could have cleared it up versus several hours later on my birthday and you cussing me out. But genuinely, from my heart, I apologize. And it was like, well, that was some bullshit, but I feel you. Hmm. Yeah, so that, that... <laughs> look, look, I'm, I want to tell y'all three because y'all like in the same kind of... I know y'all all are relatively in the same bubble. So before y'all go there, I want to say that don't don't I'm not and I'm not saying necessarily afraid is the word but I'm going to use afraid don't be afraid to be open to give everybody another chance you know what I mean because we all have fell short and somebody's given us given us another chance we's like dang bro they really looked out somebody's so don't be afraid because this person does it don't mean this person does it we can't put everything in the same pot I, I try not to do that. I see that a lot of people are like, oh, you know what? Cause so-and-so did this. You know what? For now, everybody, uh, you, you start acting like Mix. You know what? Anybody that ever owed me money. Like, bro, you can't, <laughs> you can't be that way, bro. They did. Like, you cannot do that. You know what I'm saying? So I would say, cause I'm trying to bring, bring us to a landing here, but like anybody that's trying to go through a reconciliation process of like trying to work something out don't be afraid to be vulnerable and it don't make you look bad because you tried to apologize or you tried to work it out you don't look bad that's actually strength there's something to acknowledge there i think it's low-key it's weak to like just and i'm that person so i ain't speaking nobody but myself it's low-key weak to like i ain't gonna even say nothing i'm just gonna move on like no it's strength to say i'm gonna acknowledge it because that's saying i'm prepared for all of the bullets of uncomfortableness of vulnerability of hurtfulness of anger of every bullet that can come my way in regardless of addressing this situation i'm going to take that risk that's strength it's easy to walk away and just say right, i'm cool but what's going to happen to any and everybody you gonna realize man i am cutting a lot of people off and this pattern there's something wrong here that's why i had to start looking i was like bro i can't keep cutting these everybody off that's not good yeah. Then you start just having business relationships. But then when you need somebody to call on, who you call? Calling, exactly. Well, I'll say that we're trying even still. We don't talk yeah. nearly as much as we did. <laughs> but yeah. it's all love when we see each other. Like when we do actually talk, it's good. But yeah. all that every day. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's lost. Sometimes it. Yeah, sometimes sometimes it, it is. I've had relationships where it's been like, you know what? When we do talk, it's good, but it's just we we transition from that type of relationship. Still yeah. my dog, but not in that same way. Yeah, yeah. and I love you. Sad yeah. too. I think one of the main things from that is understanding what you need from the other person. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, I, I don't need you to bullshit me. I don't need you to tell me where I'm lacking or anything of that nature but I do need you to keep it honest with me every time we have a conversation for sure and I think with people like me people like Rich sounds like people like <laughs> you as well Rachel <laughs> it's like just be honest with me yeah like I, th- I think one of the main things with people like us and having conversations and talking through these things is like be honest with what you expect out of me that way I can be honest with what you expect from me as well. And, and, and we can go down that road. If it's something you don't like, it's cool. But at least you know where I stood in the beginning, what you expected of me. Mm-hmm. 
And I think those are the conversations that we need to have amongst ourselves in this community. Like, don't expect too much out of a person. Hey, I'm here. I'm here with it. Tell me where you at with it, and let's figure it out from there. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it, sometimes reconciliation ain't even worth it. Sometimes, exactly. sometimes things have to be exactly. Great fucking point. Sometimes things got to be with Sometimes it ain't even. Sometimes me and you ain't even gotta make up. We just need to understand that. Hey, I don't fuck with you. You don't fuck with me. Cool. You do what you do, and I can yeah. do what I do. That's that's fine. And I think that a lot of times we get caught up in the. Uh, I need to make every conversation or every situation fruitful to me, and and that's not true. That's not the right. Thing. I just think that that should be the minority, not the majority. That's it. True. What that's y'all fair. saying? Yeah, that's fair. I'll say that. I think when it that starts to become it. the majority of fair. everything I'm doing, I'm always like, man, that's there ain't fair. no need for this. Then you got to start to really look at <laughs> some things in your what life. What you doing? What you trying to accomplish? That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good point, bro. I think the yeah. best way, and I'll, I'll end it with this, the best way is to, to steal another line from Insecure. There's a moment when Molly was with a therapist and Molly and Issa were having a, a you know a falling out. Just having that moment in that friendship, her therapist asked her one simple question. Does this relationship still serve you? I think that's a good, a good point to look at with everyone and everything in your life you know if there is some of that turmoil if there is a point where it, it might need to go to reconciliation might not then you want to ask yourself that first does this relationship even serve me because sometimes what this do for me? yeah it doesn't have to be reconciliation maybe it's just acknowledgement yeah maybe it's just that hey you know what this happened we ain't even gotta get too deep in it i don't fuck you know it, it is what it is but just to understand in that sense so i, I feel what you're saying it should be in the minority mode uh, but also make sure everybody's protecting their own energy because you know how it is. Energy transfers, man. You know how it is when somebody speaks to you, when somebody comes in a room that make you feel a certain way and it's been going on that way for a long time. Maybe that's a sign to cut ties. But also, you know, if you can re- re- uh, have some reconciliation, go for it, man. Be yeah. vulnerable. Any last Which statements? I give everybody the floor before we get out of here. I guess, Rich, we'll, we'll roll that as your last statement. Uh, Rachel, any last statements you want to give from a personal experience and any, you know, maybe we got younger people, older people trying to figure it out. What's your last statement towards reconciling? Okay. Uh, well, one, Rich, I thought you were going to say, do you want to be right or do you want to be in relationship? Um, <laughs> mm. that's, awesome. that's a bar. Mm, to this is. conversation, um, maybe not every single scenario, but being in relationship, again, Reconciliation is not required, but again, if you feel like the relationship is worth it, then absolutely you should pursue it. Hmm. I like it. Spice, good point. Same thing. Same thing that Rachel said. I'm an arrogant person. Like I'm very self-centered. I'm an only child, so a lot of things will go over my head. But how open are you to listening to what another person has to say, and how can that benefit you? That's the biggest thing that I take away from this conversation. And I appreciate you guys for having me. Mm. Appreciate you having us, man. This was a blast. Like, honestly. Yeah. And my last thing before we, we get out of here, I just say that as challenging as it is when you get into some separation, sometimes they really just meant for that, that season. That's what I've learned. I, was, I, I thought that this was a lifetime. This was going to be the duration of the movie. But I realize it's like, oh, you're only in the first act or the second act. And when you it's a hard thing to grasp that 
you're not meant to be through the whole movie or the whole series. That's a hard thing to grasp because you had all of the traits that fit to go all the way to the end. But you realize when things happen that way, you try to make it work. And if that ain't what it is, then trying to accept the fact that even though you've tried to reconcile, you served the season it was meant to serve. So I would say any of those relationships that you tried to work out, you tried to fix, reconcile. Sometimes you got to chalk it up and you don't have to even be mad at that person. Just understand it's like, you know what? I'm not going to dwell on the bad. I'm going to dwell on the good because you served in those moments of the good part of that season. And so that's what I try to more so dwell on. I try not to dwell so much on the negative. So that's what I would say as an ending statement. Um, as we get out of here, Rachel, your account is private, but give it to them anyway. Where can they find you? <laughs> <laughs> okay look this is how you get in comment on the culture garden on a post okay and then say something in general to me to rachel or ray pr five a's r a a a a a y okay and then okay. some there I'll check you out <laughs> and then let you in. Rich. Well, you know, you can find me, K Rich513, but really the Culture Garden Podcast, that Instagram page. Um, also, recording the Culture Garden Podcast. We release every single Thursday. Rachel's a co host with me as well as school. Um, Rachel's podcast, we got y'all. Um, me and her collaborate on that as well. And we are currently on a break. I think we probably drop one episode, maybe, maybe not before yeah, rap shit, but definitely November 10th or 11th. I'm sure we'll be having a rap shit episode. Um, and good earners, good earners stop, every single Monday, playing, man. Mafia man. Mondays with Mo and Spike. Stop playing, y'all, man. <laughs> We're playing. Just, just get on there, bro. What y'all doing? We love y'all, man. Just drop, hey, man, you know, just talk, like talk. We'll figure something out, man. Yeah, hey, we'll do that play. when you drop roll. There's there's a business. There's a business. It's a difference. I gotta do certain things. The copyrights. Nah, but I dig it. Uh Spike, where can they find you? What you got going on? Same thing, man. On deck TV every Wednesday. On deck, uh, excuse me. Dead in sports every uh Monday. Loki reviews as far as the new series that just started for Loki. And of course, another week in the books and good earners. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's a bit. He's busy. You about to be there too, right? you watch. Yeah, yep, for sure. Um, and like he said, y'all be on the lookout for roll. Uh, like I said, it's gonna be an audio book, eight chapters. Um, I'm still working it out. It's really the recording part of it. Everything's written. The concept is there. All of that. It's just the recording part. I need like a. a I need to be in a certain environment so I can give it up. Like I need to give it up for the show, and that's probably the biggest challenge. But Y'all go stream them first three seasons for free. Um, it's another episode, another week in the books. And then, and then go buy the audio book. Yes. Make sure y'all tap Please. in and support <laughs> Mo and do what needs to be done for their role podcast. Go buy the audio book. Everybody that's listening, it don't matter what the price is, buy it. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, we appreciate y'all. Uh, AWITB2022 at gmail.com. Another week in the books on Instagram. Uh, the phone number will be in the description if y'all want to send a voicemail or y'all got a, a theme y'all want us to talk about by any means. Ray P, before we get out of here, can we ask you at a later date, will you be willing to come back to 
the book club. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we appreciate yes. you. All right. Well, this is it. This is another another week in the books. <laughs> Thank you.